Welcome to the Hyper Voice, episode 88. This is a show all about Pokemon's video game championship series. I am your host, Steven Morioka, and I am here with Alex Underhill. Yo. It is May 2020 right now. We are in the midst of uh, Series 4, which uh, we're going to be talking about a little bit later on in the show. But uh, for this episode in May, you know, we we all know we can't go to tournaments right now because of all the stuff going on in the world, because of the COVID-19 coronavirus uh, pandemic going on in the world right now. So we're just going to do a little uh, recap, a little timeline of our season thus far. So we're going to go back to the beginning. And um, Alex, you know, I'm excited to talk about all this stuff that we went through, you know, Ultra Series, all the series and everything that we've gone through um, in 2020 as well. So... Alex, let's just kick it off. Take us back all the way to the beginning, all the way back to uh, 1996. Yeah, man. So basically, 1996 was when uh, Nintendo and Pokemon, uh, they both came up with the idea for Ultra series. <laughs> and wow, they've been planning for that long. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of crazy how all that planning led to such a dramatic failure. And that's the end. That, that pretty much catches us up to present day. Present day, that's right. To, uh, well, I don't know if we we're going to go that far back into the past like we've done the last few shows with some of the stuff we talked about, but, um, let's head back to the start of the season to the 2019 World Championships in Washington, D.C. And I just talk about, you know, some of the things that kind of kicked us off, um, with the season going, uh, after, you know, during the event and when that event happened here. Yeah, so um, as long as uh, there's nothing new, we got to stick with the old. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we at, where we're at in terms of like the announcement at Worlds. That was uh, that was actually a pretty good one. They like showed like Galarian wheezing, I think is what it was, and its uh, ability and all the things that um, it ignores, you know. And they had like a pretty good like demonstration video of it. That's pretty fun. Oh yeah, and uh, all those new, some of those new competitive items too, like Eject Pack and some of the others are slipping my mind too. Yeah, 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 they showed Eject Pack, they showed Room Service, um, it was a really uh, good video for doubles players, and then it was, it was very exciting. I'm, I'm glad that uh, they did it that way. Uh, it really reminds me of, it's still not quite as good as, but it reminds me of the uh, year that they showed off Kreb Rawler. And it just kind of like taking out all the Pokemon in chalk, like, or whatever. Not chalk exactly, but like it was, you know, KOing a Landorus and a Kangaskhan and a Smeargle. And it was just like, everybody was like, wow, this is so great. He's going to be the hero of VGC. Yeah, it was, it was amazing fan service for uh, that year. For all those Pokemon that we were sick of seeing all the time. So, I, uh, yeah, that, that was a great part of the opening ceremony there. And I remember... We got news either, I can't remember if it was day one of Worlds or day two of Worlds, but there was an, a post and an announcement just saying like, oh, there's like information about what we're doing in the fall and all that. And it was in the middle of a tournament or something too. It was nuts. Uh, are you talking about in 2016 or in 2019? I'm in uh, 2019 now. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Um, I, I know this is, again, something that we talked about on... The show before, but I'm throwing myself back to 2018. Do you remember when um, they announced? Were Were you at the 2018 Worlds? Uh, I was not because I was not. um okay. out of not not out of country out of uh, I was I was on the West Coast. I wasn't able to go. Yeah, yeah. 
So um, I remember now the uh, I just remember the middle of the day announcement when uh, like they just kind of posted on the screen like and uh, next year will be divided up into series and we're going to start with sun series here are the rules for it and then like moon series and it was this powerpoint presentation and just like going through all the rules but um in terms of the information that dropped about the 2020 circuit during the 2019 worlds uh i'm not too familiar with it so i'm gonna need you to catch me up on it steven gotcha so um like i was kind of saying it dropped sometime during day one or day two in the middle of the actual world championships and you know it was people were all abuzz about how the rest of the fall was going to be the ultra series um that was playing at worlds and being played since that april of 2019 already and the uh, official tournaments for sword and shield would actually start in january so um the date if i remember right is january 4th that was a saturday that first weekend we have in january and um you know, basically that was that announcement you know sword and shield becoming in november and uh, it just meant more Ultra Series for the rest of the fall, essentially. Yes. Yep. And uh, I specifically remember that now a bit more because I was, like, kind of disappointed that we were going to have more Ultra. I don't know what I was hoping for exactly. Um, it just kind of felt like that was where it should end because of, you know, like, I guess the length of its lifestyle uh, or not lifestyle, life cycle, you know, Um and uh, because they were showing, like, you know, in the year before uh, when they started Sun Series, you know, it was starting right after Worlds. So we were kind of, like, hopeful that maybe we'll get something new post-Worlds again and it'll keep things fresh. Um, but unfortunately not. It was just more Ultra Series. And now that you think about it, that is kind of a stark contrast from the announcement you get from the previous Worlds in 2018 in Nashville compared to what we got in D.C. The, uh, last year. And I guess with that announcement, you know, given the time window of how all the series lasted, you know, this is a funny thing to just note. But um, in total, if you go over the 2018 season or the 2018 format and then the Sun, Moon and Ultra series there uh, of the lengths of all those times is that 2018, there was eight months of that. There was four months of Sun series, three months of Moon series and nine months of Ultra series. So we had more Ultra Series than 2018 overall, and as we'll get to, we've only had about two months and some change of uh, the 2020 format until um, everything got shut down. Yeah, so um, this is going to be kind of funny. I was uh, This is another thing I was just talking about the other day with uh, some friends. Um, it, it was an, under the topic of NPA. I said, like, you know, if I did my own NPA, I would pick all of the shortest-lived formats, <laughs> all the ones that... Uh, you know, people hardly got to know, um, and like, uh, uh, you know, often they were going to be ones that were based on, uh, like, either showdown errors or like rule errors. Like, uh, a, f a couple famous ones uh, was one that's familiar to me, which is in 2017, uh, Zygarde or maybe just Zygarde Dog was like legal for a day because its Pokedex number was not included in the list of banned Pokemon, and so. People were like, is Zygarde really going to be legal? This is crazy. And Showdown, I think, allowed it and stuff like that. Um, and then we have, uh, I think, an older one. And I want to see if you know about this one. Um, was Jirachi apparently legal for like a, a day because of like errors? Or like maybe people like thought Jirachi was going to be legal? Uh, it's nothing I can recall. 
Would that have been okay, like in an okay. earlier year, or maybe just like because I, I don't know, doesn't sound familiar. To I me. heard about it for uh, 2012 or something like that, or 2013, one of those years. Um, so not one that I had uh, been playing for. Uh, and then another one like you know 14.5, uh, the famous one that we've oh, uh, yes. <laughs> talked about on here, which is um, at the end of uh, the 2014 uh, format uh, when Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had come out, uh, you could trade Pokemon. Uh, to those games and then back or I think just trade up trade them straight from the game since they had the same symbols I believe um I don't know if that impacted anything legality wise but like I, I just know that that made like hyper voice Sylveon legal ice punch Tyranitar was like fully unlocked and like uh hyper voice Gardevoir and other things and uh it like was a format for I think no majors in uh the U.S no regional level plus tournaments but i think europe might have gotten one regional level tournament with this like partial format huh that's really funny and everyone could just tear up their local scenes too with all those uh new additions and then uh yeah i know people definitely did do the local scenes at least over here in the u.s um i remember going to a tournament just bringing my normal 2014 team and i'm pretty sure mario had asked me like if i had uh, he's like, you know, should I use this? Uh, like, I've got this thing that I'm bringing over from ORAS or something like that. Just always, like, looking to be, uh, you know, ahead of the meta and trying out the kind of like the new toy syndrome. I remember that was a funny weekend. <laughs> um, but, you know, what's uh, something that I kind of thought about um, regarding this is that, like, 2020, um, obviously, it is going to be going down as one of the shortest formats ever because... Um, I don't think we're going to, as I mentioned in previous episodes, I don't think 2020 will be played as it was, picked up where it left off um, when when we're playing live tournaments again. I think the format will be new, whether it's the DLC mons legal. Uh, or I'm almost certain it's going to be that the DLC mons are legal. And at the very least, the mildest form would be like um, Series 4 or Series 5 rules. The, all the GMAX will be uh, legal for tournaments going forward um you'd expect so um 2020 definitely going to be one of the shortest ones and then also like it was divided itself by like you know the pre and post insin uh that's another thing that you could use to divide 2018 um it's not like the largest thing i mean if we're really going to like divide formats by like every change that comes throughout the year there's things like bounce gyarados becoming legal in 2017 pokemon home coming out in 2017 you know cuz like before that drift blim wasn't a Pokemon in 2017, and then it got Tailwind and could use the uh, like Unburden Psychic Seed strategies. So, um, you know, it's kind of a tough thing like to define. Um, obviously, when Pokemon defines a format to be from this time to this time, uh, that's usually the main way you can go about it. But like in terms of like meta games, there's so many. Yeah, there are just several iterations that go over through the months that we play through in a format. And especially, you know, just this 2020, I think um, probably in retrospective, you know, months and years from now, we're just going to look back on this and saying this was VGC 2020. We had a lot of different additions and updates to it throughout that format. And, um, you know, there there were some pretty significant ones. And probably, you know, a, a lot of times it just goes by the uh, not calendar year, but the season calendar of, uh, you know, what 
world is ending on, right? So Worlds 2020 was the 2020 format or whatever. And then 2021, we're probably going to talk about how this is VGC 2021, that new format or whatever the updated 2020 would be at that point. Yeah, I'm definitely betting on it being a DLC. I'm thinking it's going to include just the first one, because as we've talked about, and I'm already forgetting again, DLC 2 comes out in the fall. Yeah, that's going to be in the fall. Yeah, yeah. So um, if, well, I guess it just depends on when tournaments start again. I'm like assuming that, like, you know, because the rest of the circuit was canceled, that will pick up back after, uh, pick back up after Worlds. But that doesn't necessarily mean that things will be safe uh, again by then or not. We uh, are still waiting to see. So um, depending on when the season does pick back up, if it's, you know, after Worlds, I would expect DLC 1 to be legal. But if we are uh, not playing VGC until... 2021 uh, the calendar year uh then uh i imagine we would have both dlcs legal yeah i'm on board with that as well i think that's uh totally feasible and probably what's going to end up happening just to you know have be a little bit different and those pokemon are going to be included in the game you know including some of the new ones as well like uh urshifu which they've been saying how like oh you'd be able to be to play with this in online competitions and it's probably going to be You know, one of those legendary Pokemon that is probably akin to, like, Zapdos or Articuno or Moltres. You know, the Galarian forms, too. They could all be in that format. I think the key decider uh, for how the the formats will, uh, I guess, how we'll be playing them is, uh, as I mentioned, like, the Battle Stadium rules. Um, You know, that's very close to what we do for VGC. And so... um, I know that now, like any uh, serious online VGC tournament is going to be using the Series 4 rules, seeing as those are legal and uh, those new GMAXs, uh, as impactful or not impactful as they are, they are now being allowed. Um, I imagine that once the Battle Stadium rules gets updated, um, that'll be interesting to see whether... Um, you know, the battle, like, or I guess once the DLC drops, it'll be interesting to see whether or not the battle stadium rules get updated. Will they split it and create like a new ladder? Uh, like, I know that they mentioned that none of the Pokemon that are coming in the DLC will be exclusive to the DLC. Like, they, they mentioned you can trade them to people that don't have it, I believe, right? Does that sound familiar, Steven? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, so they were saying that like everybody else can still get those Pokemon. It's not, uh, you just won't have all that bonus content and the ability to catch them naturally in the game uh so then they would probably update the ladder i don't think they would create a split dlc and non-dlc ladder you know um i'm already imagining like the special ladder do, do they still do special ladders i don't think they do do they? no they don't all we have all we have is you know there's the one category where you can pick online competitions otherwise there's just uh ranked where there's single or double and that's it man what happened to triple in rotation I know those are gone. We used to have our fun rotating. Oh yeah, ro- yeah, rotating special sets too. The special rule sets. Um, yeah, they're gone. A lot's been uh, a lot's been removed, but um, we're in a different place now. Man, that was uh, that that reminds me of uh, 2015, the only year that we got the closest thing to VGC UU underused, uh, as like the smogon people refer to. Um. You remember that in the special competition uh, that they held? Uh, which one was this again? <laughs> I believe in 2015 it was the year. Uh, it could be 14, but I'm thinking it was 15. They banned the top 30 Pokemon and then just held like a normal IC, but it wasn't like worth championship points. It was just a, sp- a fun online competition. 
Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I, this does sound familiar. Yeah, they would uh, ban the top 20 in usage, I'm assuming from, you know, Battle Spot or whatever. And then yeah. basically everything else would be able to play on the ladder except those things. Yeah, that was, uh, and it was only for a, well, no, maybe it wasn't a ladder tournament. I don't remember if it was a ladder tournament or if that was the special rules for that, you know, period. That series, I guess, because like the series that we play now, like series one, two, three, four, are pretty much what the uh, special rule sets would last for in the past days on Battle Spot. So, um, I don't think we're ever going to see a, a VGC UU, even if it's like, you know, halfway through the year, they're going to ban the top, uh, whatever Mons. Um, I imagine that would be dangerous, Steven. Could you imagine? Because, like, um, something that I've seen uh, YouTubers do is like uh like right now there's uh the youtuber pokey aim um who was just like seeing that tyranitar might dip down to uu and you know so he was like man this can't happen guys we need to use tyranitar more <laughs> uh can you imagine like the pull a player like wolf would have and like uh you know how many people would start just copying his teams and so if he just started using a team with like you know farfetched like he did at that one regional uh, he could make, like, he could probably bring a Pokemon up from, like, borderline not going to be banned to, like, bannable. So, like, there's there's a lot of reasons why I don't think we'll ever see a VGC UU. I know I was the one who brought it up, but it's just interesting to think about. Yeah, that is, that's kind of funny. Um, I could definitely see, you know, that that pull there being just to raise the usage, usage stat of a Pokemon um, on the ladder based on um, how popular you, your, your, you know, your videos are and all that stuff. It could even be one that, like, they don't like, you know, like, let's say, um, you know, the, uh, a top player was tired of facing G-Max Hattering, and so uh, they said, like, all right, everybody, we're all going to use it because the deadline's coming up soon, and if we get Hattering up to, like, you know, number 15, uh, then it, we'll never have to deal with it again, or, like, for a long time, stuff like that, so um, that top 30 thing, like, has to be dropped unexpectedly. <laughs> I think that'd be hilarious if that was just one of our uh, series changes. It would throw everyone for a loop because uh, there'd be a lot of Pokemon you just wouldn't be able to use, and um, you know, other things would just take their place essentially of becoming the um, top threats in the metagame. But um, yeah, something I don't think we're probably ever going to see in a real format. Yeah, so let's uh, let's get a bit more back on track here. Um, we're kind of <laughs> wrapping up like what the season has been, and like you know what it is concluded as because um uh like we're not really going to i don't know the, the season will carry over you know uh to the next like with all the championship points ro uh, rolling over and stuff like that so it's weird like the 2020 2021 season is going to be like kind of extended uh like it's going to be yes. just like one how long has this current season been this has been since last year's August or September or whatever. Um, so that that through March, technically? Yeah, yeah. If we consider it stopping at, at around March when uh, the tournaments were canceled and Worlds was canceled and stuff like that. Yeah, now the question about that is like, is this the shortest season ever um, in terms of these year-long things? Or is this going to be the longest season when you include 2021 stuff? Exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't think it's the shortest <laughs> season, because, like, the, the seasons that you guys played, like, in the past, where, like, there was nothing going on in the fall, those are... Oh, right, right, yeah, we only, yeah, we only had four months, that's right. 
those definitely seem like the shortest uh, seasons. And um, maybe you could even say the shortest uh, formats because, um, yeah, just so few tournaments for them anyway. Uh, so few tournaments in such a small time span. Um, but I, I I would say that just because we don't have like a world champion to crown at this and the championship points carry over, I would say that this is going to be the longest season ever, in my opinion, just with a very long break in it and a uh, unprecedented amount of format changes. But, you know, maybe not so unprecedented, unprecedented but considering we just came from Sun Moon Ultra. True. I think that's a fair point because we're not going to have an actual world champion for this uh, calendar year. And uh, I guess speaking of world championships, you know, it was also at 2019 we learned at the end of, to kind of get us back on track here, is to, we learned that uh, the 2020 world championships were going to be in London in a really cool uh, video in my opinion. You know, they they started the whole uh, ceremony with that archaeologist or that explorer finding the world's Pikachu trophy in some far off distant land, bringing it back to um, the native place, which was uh, North America, I'm assuming, because we were in D.C. And then at the end, they showed the plane leaving that place. And I was really surprised. I was like, oh, cool. They're actually leaving North America. That's really awesome. And it ends up going to London, which uh, was the big reveal for uh, Worlds 2020. And uh, as we all know by now, that that World Championships has been canceled, but uh, TPCI has already committed to uh, Worlds 2021 in London. So that's still really cool that we get to still have Worlds there. Um, still representing the uh, you know base region Galar was uh, off of, and so from there we got that like world's announcement, and then uh, throughout the fall until as we mentioned uh, January fourth, we were playing Ultra Series at least for championship points. But after uh, November fifteenth, uh, you know you know the weekend of Brazil or whatever, um, we uh, we all pretty much started switching over. There was a couple of regionals uh, after that point. I remember. Um, and they were very hard for people to prepare for just because the motivation was dying. Uh, online scene was booming um, for uh, VGC 2020 or what we thought it was going to be. We were still deciding if Dynamax was going to be legal or not. Um, oh, right, right. I remember that, right. <laughs> whether or not some Gigantamaxes were going to be legal. Um, and yeah, so that was kind of... Uh, Kind of interesting. I, I think I was in the camp that like Dynamax will be legal, but I said Gmax will not. Um, I can't even remember. Uh, maybe it's uh, maybe we've talked about it on the podcast. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, that was a really funky period. You know, from the Sword and Shields game release through when tournaments were legal, because um, we still had the very very tiny Ultra Series regionals. They were you know low attendance. You know, understandably. And we didn't really have an online ladder at a, for a while to actually practice what was uh, would later be known as Series 2 and, you know, the official format when they announced the rules. And uh, Showdown had to, you know, kind of catch up with all the updates to the game to uh, be implemented in there correctly. So there was uh, just really tough places to practice anywhere uh, other than in-game, I guess, and against friends. Yeah, it's kind of funny how uh, we had all those online tournaments then, and that's kind of where we are now uh, at the end of the season. I mean, like, the, before the season even started, um, that was, like, the big thing. Everybody was seeing, like, what are the results of the online tournament? That is the metagame. And now uh, the metagame continues uh, online now. Uh, like, I'm still seeing things change. Like, uh, I think Primarina is a Pokemon that has caught on completely from, like, metagame trends uh, post the season's cancellation 
Um, I don't think anything um, big came of it when tournaments were still happen happening. Uh, and like Colossal has completely uh, taken over as well. Like a lot of people are using that. So it's, it's the metagame is still definitely developing. There's still a lot going on in uh, VGC, which I think is really cool. Um, uh, something else that I've been talking about with friends is uh, like all these online tournaments. Uh, I would not be surprised to see them try to uh, almost like compete or like uh, try to brand themselves as the unofficial worlds come August. Oh, I definitely could see that. I definitely see that. that what that tournament happening? is going to try to, you know, stand its ground and say, like, we are, this is the unofficial worlds, everybody. You know, we're going to host it on this weekend. We're going to do it the same structure as worlds and stuff like that. Um, and I don't know how they'll decide who gets to play. Maybe it's just open uh, for everybody, but they'll say, like, and we're going to crown the 2020 world champion, you know, like, and. I, I definitely see uh, at least one of the major like online tournament outlets uh, trying to do something like this. They will definitely try. It won't. Uh, it won't be the same as you know being in real life in, in that at really? that world's venue. I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, what if they make you uh, manually? Like, what if they make it mandatory that you Skype every one of your opponents so you can see what they look like? You're sitting <laughs> down across from them. Uh, that way, they can also make sure that nobody's cheating. Um, <laughs> I shouldn't be giving ideas. This might just be the future of our tournaments uh, in a couple of years anyway, so... Yeah, yeah, I don't know what, uh, like, that's uh, what I wanted to mention earlier when uh, we were talking about, like, how 2019 broke the cycle uh, and added the series. I do think that it's very funny uh, that Pokemon, or they broke the cycle and then they kind of, like, went back to it with Ultra carrying past worlds. Um I think that it's funny that Pokemon, uh, whether it's like TPCI or Game Freak, they just kind of don't follow any conventions, any pattern that you uh, would like require of them. You know, like um, I, I, I was thinking about this the other day when it comes to like, you know, Pokemon Black and White were, I think, the last games that like had a conventional naming that like we were used to you know like they were all colors gems at the you know at the farthest uh, extent um and um and then we had uh so like then sorry i'm getting lost because i had another thought about how uh platinum should have gone with pokemon gold and silver <laughs> that was a thought about it oh yeah I, I know what you're talking about <laughs> Pokemon Platinum should have gone with uh, Pokemon Gold and Silver. And I feel like Crystal also fits with Diamond and Pearl, especially Pearl. I don't know. Anyway, not the important thing. That I'm getting tripped up over these uh, stupid thoughts I had the other day. Um, you know, but Black and White were the last ones to have a conventional name. Then we had Black and White 2, which are close enough, but definitely different. It was definitely like, you know, what, that's supposed to be gray. And then we had um, X and Y. And that was, you know, like finally them saying like, no, we, we need a new naming scheme or like we're, we can do what we want. We're not like, you know, tied to this. And uh, I think that that's kind of funny that like that's what VGC does as well is like, um, you know, this year we're going to try doing three different series, but uh, it's not going to always be that way. Like there's no like promises. There's nothing in writing that Pokemon says like, you know, this is what you can expect next year. That's what it's that's why it's exciting to see what the next year's rule set will be and stuff like that, because uh there's not exactly an established pattern or like there was, but they've broken it several times. Yeah. It's kind of a funny draw just to be able to pull people in that way. And, you know, get older players maybe haven't played in a while or just, uh, 
you know, throw things for a loop, or maybe uh, you go back to what is a little bit more conventional, like uh, they kind of did with Ultra Series. Oh man, Ultra Series! Like I, I think it's funny. Um, I've played a couple of um, older format best of threes with friends just out of boredom on uh-huh. uh, Showdown, and it's just like hard to remember, um, like what the I don't know, like the meta game, but just like how the format was like played i don't know i i remember most of it it's just like it's just so interesting to think of like how we play now it's just like such a different style to what we played then like it, it's especially with dynamax like dynamax feels like the mechanic that has pulled vgc in the most different direction i think than any other year in my opinion and um I just it seems less comparable to the other years so so much so that like when i was playing other formats it just felt like I was playing a whole new game. Yeah, definitely feels really different. Um, and, you know, t- kind of to go along with that, too, is uh, we kind of, with this generation, specifically in Generation 8, we got all those, like, uh, the big thing that changed for us was uh, speed as well. Because um, remember how you if you had set up Tailwind, you'd have to wait until the next turn to use it. Or if you changed a speed stat, that would also, you'd also have to wait till the next turn to use it. And uh, those became more dynamic um, with the in, uh, introduction of uh, generation eight and um you know it kind of i guess it kind of makes sense from game freak's perspective because anytime you had an alteration to an attacking stat or defensive stat you know those were affected into the damage calculations immediately and yet speed wasn't um something that was so ex- uh, as fluid and i guess it made sense for them or you know why don't we shake this up too and make it um an instant change just like everything else is so that made uh things a lot more interactive and uh kind of put more things uh in the map and be able to be usable because like things were uh, a lot of those speed control moves were tms or trs now and uh something like when you think about thunder wave too like remember it had a big drop off in uh 2017 because of gen 7 when that started because uh cut only it changed the speed cut to 50 percent instead of 25 percent and um the accuracy of that move specifically also went down a little bit as well so uh, it's kind of funny to see that move uh, kind of come back this generation I was a little sad that we didn't get more. Like, uh, that sounds greedy because I think the dynamic speed change was the biggest mechanic change that uh, Pokemon's ever done since, like, the physical special split. Uh, am I wrong in saying that? No, I agree with you. I definitely agree with yeah. you there. I-, I think it's the biggest one, maybe even bigger. Like, it it just changes VGC so much. Um, and I was kind of hoping for some more of those, like, small ones. There was really, like, interesting, cool ones that we got. Um, I don't know, in like 2017, like I, I, I honestly, I say this and I don't know if I can name more than one, uh, off the top of my head, but just like when, uh, prankster, uh, was no longer able to affect dark types, I thought that was just really interesting and cool. And it just kind of made the game more involved. It just added more interactions. And I would have liked to have seen like more of those, um, going forward, you know? Yes, yes. Was now I can't remember. Um, was it Gen six or Gen seven where they changed it so like uh, electric types can no longer be paralyzed? Um, because they used to be able to. And same with um those powder moves. You know, grass types become immune to rage powder and spore and sleep powder and stuff. I can't remember which Gen exactly that was. That was Gen six. I, at least I remember the paralyzed one because there's like a sign in X and Y that teaches you that like new fact or something. You know. Okay, so those actually those might have been both Gen Six then. 
Um, Steel types got nerfed at some point, you know. They they took away that dark and uh, ghost resist, so that they no longer resisted like you know, eighty percent of the type chart. Now it's just like sixty or something. Oh yeah, um, that way, uh, that way, AG slash wouldn't be completely broken. <laughs> yeah, that was I think like the predominant reason, man. Um, and man, like look at how Aegis slash is used now. I'm just thinking about him. <laughs> like now, just used as like a four attack sash Pokemon, max speed, max offense. Don't even need King Shield. Uh, it like it was not a Pokemon that worked well with Dynamax. Uh, it also got that nerf, but uh, yeah, Eggslash is kind of a funny Pokemon. I just I think about it back in the fourteen and fifteen days, and how it is really never been the same since then. I mean, like it had a decent showing in uh, eighteen from like players like Ashton, but still, it was never the same. No, all those uh, new mechanics, you know, AG Slash with Z-moves or AG Slash with Dynamax is not a very compatible thing. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would have liked to have seen more of those kind of mechanic changes, is kind of what I want to say, um, coming into this generation. Um, again, I know that we're getting very sidetracked in this uh, timeline of what the current <laughs> season is. We're so, jumping all uh, over the place. <laughs> You know, basically to like sum it all up, we had worlds, and then we had a lot of uh, a lot of ultra series until the calendar year. We had that series two kickoff. Um, I remember that was a lot of fun. Just you know, jump, jumping onto a new console, all that, um, and then wow, I can't believe that we only got to play for about um, two and a half to like three months or something like that. Um, how much? So wait, we let's see. Yeah, Collinsville was early February, wasn't it? So then it was like last day of February. Remember? Yeah, that's that makes more sense. It was Leap Day. That's what it was. Um, so it was not early February. So then, uh, yeah, we um, was it not three and a half months of uh, VGC then? VGC twenty twenty. I guess if you count like all the online stuff that happened in December. Um, that would also that would make it three months. Oh, you know what? I'm just getting confused because uh, when you're in March, you have not lived through three months. You have lived through once right. you've completed right. March. You've lived through three. Got it? Yeah. Brain's just not doing the math now. Uh, so yeah, we just only got like two and a half weeks. Wow. Um. So. <sighs> okay. So. No more tangents, Steven. <laughs> no more tangents. Oh, but these are fun. I like these. I think I think uh, everyone likes these too. The tangents were good, and they were basically the whole show at this point. Um, but <laughs> yeah, then uh, I mean, we had how many majors? We had we had uh, we had uh, if I remember if I'm counting right, we had uh, five regionals, uh, special events as well, and then we had one international for 2020. Wow. So five yeah. plus special events in other regions, and we had our international in uh, Melbourne, Australia, and that's it. You know, it's 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 just crazy just thinking about that whole time period. You know, I'm looking forward. You know, back then, um, myself and probably a lot of other players were just looking forward to um, April and May and the summer for what an exciting time in Pokemon this was going to be, and then it all just uh, came crashing, <laughs> much like the world. I don't know, like, I, I remember crying about uh, Series 2 ending and how much I liked that format at that point and how I didn't want it to change. 
Um, I still enjoyed series three, uh, for the most part. Um, I think it was really, really fun. And, um, it's going to be wild that like, this is a format that, yeah, we'll play online, but we're never really going to play, uh, again in person against other, you know, other people. Um, because by the time that it comes around, I don't know. I've, I've said this like it's fact so many times. I need to know where do you stand, Steven? What do you think we're going to be playing? Uh, when we do get back to live VGC, um, honestly, it's just gonna—it's probably gonna mirror what the Battle Stadium rules set is for the double battle, and Agreed. whatever series we're in, that's probably gonna be the rules. So if it's uh between DLC one and two, it's just gonna be whatever the DLC one adds in there. So the Isle of Armor stuff, you know, all of those older Pokemon, I'm—I'd expect um, Urshifu is gonna be included in that. Um, and I'll, so that's your call. You think that Urshifu is going to be VGC legal? I think so. I definitely think so. Um, the way they kind of advertised it, you know, you'll be able to use this Pokemon in an online competition, in an official online competition. They even said official in there. I'm pretty sure. So that yeah, tells me right. you'd be able to use it in one of those uh, you know, international challenges. And if you can use it there, you know, why not at a uh, regional or any any local tournament? I do think I like that uh, Pokemon didn't try to move the circuit online or anything like that um i think that uh it just would have felt kind of wrong and weird and like i it just would have been messy you I, like i know that the vgc community we love them uh you know we're there's a lot of friends in the community there's also a lot of like spiteful and mean people and i think that um it just would have been a mess you know like Oh, I qualified for Worlds in 2020 for the first time. And then everybody's like, no, but it doesn't count because you did it online. This year was different, you know, and everybody just kind of like devalue it, you know. And I think that uh, I'm glad that we're just going to continue VGC when uh, when it's just back to like normal, how it always has been. I know that it's going to be weird because points are carrying over, but... It's still, I think, I think that was probably the best alternative as opposed to like trying some kind of online circuit for the non-Japan region, uh, non-Japan regions. Yeah, we also, uh, I, re- I remember also seeing like uh, South Korea and Japan have officially also canceled their national championships as well. So pretty much the entire s- uh, season for the um, entire world is done. Uh, essentially, because there's a, there's a, some time where after TPCI had canceled all of their stuff, um, the NEIC and Worlds um, included that uh, some of the other tournaments were still, like, scheduled to go on, but there wasn't an official uh, cancellation yet. But uh, all of that's been cleared off, and uh, there's nothing going on, Pokemon-wise. But I think, um, yeah, I'm also glad that they didn't take anything online to, uh, you know, kind of drive the circuit from there, because that would have been, that could have been really messy. And um, I would, I'm looking forward to whenever the time is we get to come back, and uh, it's just going to be so different coming back to that environment again. Because, uh, I don't know, like, can we shake hands with people anymore? You know, and opponents and stuff, they're probably going to just take that out of the rules. I didn't even know that was in the rules in the first place um, when they said that. But um, the it's going to be, it's just going to be so different. And I don't know how that's going to feel yet. Because we don't, we're not, we haven't experienced anything like that. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be, um, I mean, it's exciting though. I'm excited to get back to uh get back to tournaments and like i think it'll be really cool just even when the dlc comes out how i've talked about how online tournaments are still really 
hype and like you know going in like i don't know full i don't know what's the word like full throttle or something like that but basically you know they're they're going strong and um i think that uh once the dlc comes out there's going to be another like resurgence of these online tournaments there's probably going to be one hosted like you know a week after it comes maybe some the weekend of um and then that's where we're going to first get to play test this uh potential uh future meta game you know it depends on if uh if we start in this current year between the dlcs or if we're starting you know after the second dlc in 2021 but regardless um vgc players are going to be playing it on the showdown ladder they're going to be playing it in game um you know obviously people are going to be playing the dlc itself so that's going to be at people's interest back into uh pokemon a bit at least i would say and so i'm very much looking forward to playing that uh that new format when it does come out because it's not too far away at this point no no it's not when you think about it it's only a month and a few weeks away um with that with that stuff coming out in june so you can play isle of armor you know the actual you can actually have a reason to go back and play in game as part of an exploration kind of thing in your sword or shield game and uh i actually want to talk about a little bit um how you'd feel about that you know well i guess series five would start in july um i'm assuming and that if they were to include those uh, DLC Pokemon, you know, that uh, it was widely presumed that that was going to be our Worlds format in um, this 2020 year in format, which uh, we would have had about 100 new Pokemon, 100 additional Pokemon or so added into the format. And there would have been no real life tournaments to um, play or experience any of them with. So how do you how would you have felt if uh, Worlds, if, you know, things were under normal circumstances, if uh, things had happened this way and we had a bunch of those new Pokemon with their first, you know, major being the World Championships? You know, I think, um, I think that, oh man, that's actually connecting to something else that I've been doing a lot lately. Um, I'm actually going to compare it to um, this game Dominion that I have become obsessed with over the like past couple of days. Uh, that I've got all my friends to start playing it with me. Um, but it's like a <laughs> deck building game. Um, and um, it, I think it's really cool because uh, everybody has the same tools. It's like Pokemon in that sense. Like everybody has the same board, but you get to decide which cards you want and like how to build it. Um, but this is like the reason that it, I would compare it to this DLC is that everybody would be looking at it the for the first time but no way to actually like play test it. Cause when you play uh, a game of dominion, there's a fresh board with like a, a random assortment of 10 cards uh, out of a pool of like, I don't know, hundreds. And um, those 10 will decide how the game goes. And so uh, you, you know, you play that game and then whoever wins at the end of it wins because they were the one that, you know, best figured it out. And that's kind of what I would see worlds would be if we were playing with this, uh, unpracticed dlc format uh it's just like you know um the first tournament of a uh of a format as we've seen like you know what even when it's just like dallas regionals or whatever like you know whoever figures it out uh from the get-go whoever comes up with these cool new strategies it allows a lot of like different unique strategies to shine because you know not everybody realizes the best way to build their team and their counters and stuff like that and so i think it really does uh outline that uh, team building aspect especially since you don't you know your play isn't going to be as refined you don't have as much like flow charts and strategies for like common builds you know so i think that's going to be a really cool that would be a really cool aspect of it but um 
like I don't even know for sure, as I had mentioned earlier, that they're like so like TPCI is so unpredictable that I don't even know if I could confirm whether or not they would be doing uh the DLC at Worlds. Uh if like like I just could not say confidently, but if it was like gun to my head, I would say that they would have uh included that DLC format at Worlds. That was something that I was uh thinking about when you were asking your question. I know that's a little bit uh side related but anyway steven um what are your thoughts on if we were playing the dlc at worlds for the first time that would have been really surprising i think that would have also been very exciting too just to see something like that because that's something on the video game side at least i don't think we've ever experienced anything like that i think the trading card game actually had that last worlds because they had a new set or something release and that was the uh, world was going to be their first time actually using those new inclusions so mm-hmm. um I think, you know, TPCI is definitely not, wouldn't shy away from doing something like that because, you know, if the trading card game players can do it, we, uh, video game players can do it too. And these, a lot of these would have just been um, older Pokemon that uh, have been in the games before. So, uh, and I don't think we see all, saw any other stat changes to those Pokemon, but they, uh, I think it would have been a really exciting inclusion to have those things in uh, for us to playtest in. Uh, it's also, I can also see why it's frustrating for a lot of people who are, had a really uh, good amount of success uh, during the season to just have this new wave of Pokemon come in, and then they uh, they, they probably would have disrupted the format in some way or another onto these teams. And um, I just really like how I really like that challenge may have presented itself um, that time if uh, if all things had gone that way, if Series Five would include them, and if uh, that would have been used at the World Championships too. Yeah, I think it really uh, just like highlights the uh, team building skills of players. And I think that's like a really cool aspect. Um, it also would have made um, like testing and practicing uh, like, you know, whether it's Battle Stadium or on Showdown so much scarier because um, while a lot of people do want to win that first event, you know, Dallas of this year or whatever, the first event of a format and they, you know, kind of cling to the ideas that like work and, you know, you want to hide them. Um there would be such a scary, scary, delicate balance between like, is this idea worth preserving? Because this is worlds we're talking about. You know, I don't want anybody to know my strategy going in, but do you like, how do you get enough practice to be sure that that idea is good enough? You know? And so it's like a delicate balance that I think would have been really interesting with the world's dynamic. Cause I've experienced that dynamic going into regionals And I still think it's a little bit more lax than, uh, say, Worlds, if you wanted to be the world champion for that current year. Um, You know, it would just make all your ideas seem much more valuable and much more uh, precious because, um, you know, like nobody else has actually gotten the chance to represent anything. You just have to, like, base it off of what you see on the ladder. Yeah, when you mentioned that, um, I wonder if... If maybe you were in this group or with a bunch of other people too, like in uh, 2018, you know, that summer going into that world, people would have been preparing for it and thinking, oh, you know what, uh, let's just save this uh, save this idea for a post-worlds format, and then it never happened. <laughs> so that, I could see that being frustrating then, uh, at that time. Yeah, man, there's those people, there's, um, like, I, I've been on uh, both ends of it, like, whether it was just, like, I had a solid team. I think it was 2016 Worlds. Uh, I probably could have brought my XY team, but I brought Sunny D. And people love to make fun of Sunny D. I don't know why. Um, which is, of course, Groudon Dialga. Um, and I had this like really degenerate uh, Xerneas Eveltal team that uh, I would, just was loving. And I used it uh, post-Worlds, and I got to tear up a lot of tournaments with it. And 
Uh, that's one of the reasons I am glad like that season, I guess, even though 2016 was 2016, um, I'm actually glad that we had a, the same format post worlds, um, is that we got to, uh, use that team more. Cause like, uh, or use, you know, a team that I didn't get to have a chance to tr- uh, try in tournament, um, like 2018, um, I was a big part of the group that built, uh, Emilio's team, the, uh, 2018 worlds runner up. And uh, we put a lot of uh, work into his team and the other version that me and the rest of the guys ended up running. And like, we never get to play with that. You know, if there's a uh, online tournament that's running like past formats, like NPA or World Cup or whichever ones do, uh, or if there's a 2018 room tour on Pokemon Showdown, I'm happy to jump in and use that team. But other than that, it's this awesome team that we polished and polished and polished. Uh, obviously got a great result with it, but that was just the end of it. And it just, it, it does end up being kind of sad. Yeah, no further development from there either. Um, in terms of, you know, what that team could uh, become in post-worlds and you just never, you just never see it anymore because that was the end of it. Um, but kind of just to, I guess, go through our time thing really quick because we've been jumping all over the place and this was supposed to be just like a 2019, 2019 uh, year timeline, but um we had uh, our five regional majors, uh, Bochum, Germany, Dallas, Texas, uh, Collinsville, Illinois. We had Malmo, Sweden, and uh, Perth, Australia. There were several other special events in uh, all the regions all over the place as well, but uh, those would have been a much lower attendance as well. So congrats to all the winners and all those things. We also had uh, the International in Oceania um, in mid-February, and uh, during all this time in uh, the year 2020, we've also had um, you know Pokemon Home release, the direct... Um, revealing expansion, the expansion passes, uh, the DLC and stuff we've talked about. Uh, Pokemon Home introduced some of the older hidden abilities we saw in some of the older Pokemon uh, to be able to access those again. And then uh, Series 3 had the change of um, adding more Gigantamax Pokemon, adding the uh, those starter lines for Blastoise, Venusaur, Decidueye, Incineroar, and Primarina, which was uh, very much a surprise. Uh, then, regional variants became legal, and then uh, it was... Uh, Beginning of March, when everything started to kind of uh, deteriorate from the COVID-19 pandemic around the world, uh, we saw TPCI cancel the Europe International, and then the Toronto Regional was canceled, and then we saw all of our events uh, initially through mid-May canceled uh, around the world, and then officially the whole season was canceled. And that's uh, where we are today. Talking about the current series, Series 4, and uh, the future of our game, of course, as well. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think that somehow going through this timeline brought up a lot of uh good side pokemon stories though just like man that was uh this was kind of a crazy ride yeah i think so too um this uh you know the ride isn't over for the this extended season as you'd call it but um yeah, I just uh, it's it's kind of crazy because series four would have been what we'd uh, what we would have used at the uh, NAIC, and uh, that would have been a fun time just to see all the GMAX Pokemon legal. What uh, sort of surprises we may have seen moving uh, a month later into June, um, what the that international could have brought for us, and uh, it's crazy because it's uh it's May right now, right? And uh, May is usually my one of my favorite times of year for uh, competitive Pokemon because it's springtime, um, and all the last few regionals are here for everyone gearing up for the last international and then we all head into uh heading into world's prep and all that stuff so uh i'm I'm just really missing pokemon a lot right now because of uh the time of the year 
you know, usually back in older years, this would actually be the start of our uh, typical season. And then uh, spring spring for the year-long seasons has usually been one of my favorite times of year just to play. Because um, it's a really fun time for metagame development and just build up to those last few tournaments of the year. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And like, while I said that the metagame was developing online, I won't pretend that uh, it's at the same level that uh, online tournaments would have. Like, you know, those those large events having such an impact, people copying the top teams, uh, people learning how to counter those teams, and, you know, putting a lot more effort into creating the next big thing uh, is just something that we're not going to see for this format, uh, even with the online uh, tournaments that are going on right now. So um, it is kind of sad. It is kind of sad that that's uh, what VGC 2020 will be known as, is where it kind of, like, stopped in uh, the middle of March. That's true. And, you know, I guess uh, we can, I guess, take solace knowing that it's not only our game that got affected, but, you know, it's the world that's been affected. You know, a lot of people have been uh, getting sick and, you know, losing their lives from the disease. And, uh, you know, all the sports have been canceled all around the world pretty much. And all the other, you know, um, activities and events and things that people do, they don't have those either. So we're all in the same boat, essentially. And um, it's just a really challenging difficult time uh it's, it's a struggle and for all of us pokemon players here you know we're trying to make it through and get back to our tournaments because I'm, I'm gonna be jumping for joy when we can get uh back to those things because uh it's uh you know it's been what two months around two months now since uh everything's been kind of done and over with and you know i just i just miss it you know the uh interest is you know very much wavering and you know, definitely not at near anywhere a uh, peak or anything for for myself personally. But um, I'm just so thrilled. I'm gonna be so thrilled when we're able to uh, jump back into the game uh, for real. Yeah, don't worry, Stephen. I'll uh, I'll bring you right back down just in case you were anywhere near peaking. I'm I am chilling here, laying in the valley. I am done with VGC. I don't need to worry about that. <laughs> Fair enough. I can uh, I can see that. You know, um, yeah. I just wish I wish I had more incentive to play. I miss yeah. it. I miss it a lot. This this was a big part of our lives. <sighs> Don't worry. It will be back. The friends, uh, the circuit may have died, but the friendship lives on. Our friends will be waiting for us when we come back. You know, we kind of rushed through most of the timeline this year, but we had a lot of fun uh, stories and just tangents going on through this show. So we hope all of you have uh, enjoyed this one here. So that's uh, going to do it for this show. And we will... Hopefully make it through uh, to the year, to the when, whenever Pokemon comes back. But the uh, show you can find in a variety of different places on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Remember, you, the listener, can leave us a review to help us with visibility to help others discover the show about Confederate Pokemon. You can tell your friends about us as well so that they can... Um, if they're interested in a show about competitive Pokemon, they can come out, come and check us out as well. And you can find our show on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, and that is at the hyper voice. Lastly, you can follow both, uh, Alex and me on, uh, Twitter as well. You can follow me at super Morioka and Alex, where can people follow you? You can follow me at lexicon BGC. Awesome. Once again, thank you the listeners so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate it and stay tuned for more of the hyper voice. Alola. <laughs>